Welcome to the Outside Edge. Stories that stay on the edge from a pro career that span over 28 years in the water sports industry. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. Yeah, buddy. Woo! Along with my faithful sidekick and producer, Mike Lee. Woo-hoo! Hello, everyone. And man, we are gonna. We've got some exciting stuff coming oh, up on yeah, this show, absolutely. Mike. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! <laughs> I got. I got to tell you what I pulled out of the vault. So first of all, one of my really good buddies. Uh, we started on tour together. Yeah. Uh, back, you know, in the early '90s. Sure. And uh, let me let me give you some of the accolades of this gentleman. Okay. So that people can maybe guess who he is, right? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So he was the first Australian wakeboarder on tour. Okay. First time somebody from Australia came over and competed with the Americans. Okay. The Americans were kind of dominating at that time, right? He's got two cable world champions. Inventor of one of the tricks called the S-Bend, which is where he was the only one that had that trick for a long time. Founder of best kiteboarding. I'm starting to give it away. <laughs> Creator of the award-winning <laughs> Think Escape games. And I'm pretty sure one time he had sex with a Kardashian behind a 7-Eleven dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Shannon Best. Hello, oh, hello, yeah, hello. Shannon, man, such an honor to have you on the show. Big, big deal for us. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, where are you, Shannon? I'm uh, I'm currently in Fort Lauderdale. Oh. Well, he's close. We he's should just fun. have him in the studio next he's time. Fun. We should have him yeah. in the studio. Next. That's a great <laughs> idea. And so now I've got another guest. I gotta. It's big enough that we got Shannon on the show. Uh, sure, yeah. But wow, this this next one, you know, huge. This is big. It's big to me. Yeah, it should be big to the whole industry because there's only a few legends left in the industry. And when I say legends, his dad started making one of the original skis that uh, the industry ever used for competition yeah uh he was the first guy that ever signed me and you know you've heard of the big names of water skis yeah like sure. you've heard of you know kidder and joby yeah o'brien well oh, yeah one of the biggest when i was a kid was Connolly. oh and ladies and gentlemen let me introduce to you matt Connolly. good morning, good morning. <laughs> yes it's morning in the uh Upper left coast. Upper left coast. Upper left. The upper, yeah, left. upper left coast. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot better than the Pacific Northwest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, my God, we have so many. Uh, Matt, I could talk to you and talk to you for, we could go for hours on end, but we're going to try to keep this to a 25 minute podcast. Uh, wow. I, I I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess the place that I would like to start is, is, is your dad. You know, Pat, we, 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 so I used to call Matt, Matt Daddy, because he was kind of in charge of us yeah. when we were competing. And, and then you had Grand Patty. <laughs> Grand Patty. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Connolly. Yeah. Come on. Is that, that's like. That's very Irish. Very is it, Irish. Are you guys Irish? We're a little bit Irish. Just a little, just a wee bit Irish. Just, yeah. just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, can you, I, I'd like to start with your dad building skis in his garage. And can you start there and what that was like? Yeah, it was the basement of the uh, of the house that he bought, and um, you know, my dad's. I remember like being five or six years old. My first memories are my dad had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth twenty four seven, and he was down there with this big, huge, eight foot long wood bar, 
and he had this smelly rubber sheet and he had made these patterns and, and then screwed sharp aluminum around them. And he was trying to figure out how to punch holes in the, in the rubber basically um, to make bindings. So you had the heel piece, you had the toe piece. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and this was, this was our production line. Okay. So one at a time and it took two of us kids to jump onto this lever bar and punch it through at a time. But we'd come home from school and that's basically how we made our candy money was we got two cents per punch. Wow. Two cents per punch. Wow. Two cents per punch. Hey, you guys were banking and, back in the and day. The rest, huh? of, the rest of the basement was pretty much covered in, in uh, you know, wood, uh, wood ski stuff. So you're cutting out, you're, you're shaving them, you're shaping them, and then you're finishing them. So you had all the... Now this was still wonderful. The skis were still wood skis then, right? Well, they were just wood skis. There was no, there was no composites back, back in the beginning. What year would you, what what year are we talking here? We're probably looking at 65, 66. Wow. So what? 1965. (laughs) Do you know how your dad, do you know how your dad got into water skiing in the first place? Because it's pretty cold over there. Yeah, actually my dad, um, was a skier at Stevens Pass, so he was kind of a, a competitor, and uh, later on he was an instructor up at Stevens Pass, um, which is about an hour and a half from from Seattle, Cascade Mountains. And uh, my dad had a, a penchant for breaking his wood snow skis, and then the edges would come off. I and there was this I guy every time he broke his wood. So. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a hard image for me to have of my own dad, but I follow you. I, I do follow you. And again, someday the rooster story will come out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, he'd break them and there was this, uh, this guy close by that had a woodworking shop and his, uh, his name was Wally Burr and he could fix these things. He could repair a broken wood ski and Wally was a craftsman and my dad just kind of became really good friends with him. And uh, that's where he got his neck. Wally and him started making water skis, the first water skis I knew of, down in the basement. And uh, wow, that's kind of where it started for yeah, my dad. You know, I used to, I remember uh, there was one time we were in Chicago and your uncle had a uh, one of the old original uh, laminate skis that your dad made. And the coolest thing about these skis, Mike, is there was so many different woods in them. Yeah, sure. And But he, it was decorative, but it was also... Uh, would regulate how much flex the ski would have uh-huh. and you need that flex or the stiffness for going through the slalom course and, and, and all that stuff. So can you talk about that a little bit, Matt, about the, the laminations and the different kinds of wood that he would well, use? Yeah. So they, so they take really thin layers and they glue them together and dad would put them in a press and they would glue it together and then they start shaving them and you'd get these designs with purple heartwoods and, and uh, you'd try and make these patterns and he got really good at it. That's kind of the craft of the whole thing was to get the patterns on the top. So the top layers, you'd have uh, your mahogany ski, and then you'd have these top layers would be a veneer. And uh, they were decorative. And then they had to be, of course, dipped in a uh, um, the sauce, the sauce made by the Hungarian man. And it's a resin. And uh, that was kind of the protective coat. That was very difficult to, uh, to get on there perfectly clear. Wow. Um, 
in the first days, you know, they'd make the skis so, so clear and perfect that they were just slippery as, as all get out. So guys would start, you know, rubbing sand on the bottom or running them onto the beach and stuff like that to kind of mark up the bottom so that they would actually stay in the water. Right, right. And, and that's funny because I remember that story because we carried that into wakeboarding years later. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when the boards got too slippery. But it's so, <laughs> so crazy, the story. So then before I, before we go into wakeboarding, I still want to stay on the wood skis for a second because Herb O'Brien at the time was making a concave ski. Uh, and it was a tunnel that they basically cut out of the bottom of the ski. So Pat wanted to be a little bit different and he had a thing called the hook groove. So tell me about that a little bit. Right. Well, the hook groove was uh, on each side of the tunnel and that was kind of my dad's um, deal. And, uh, you know, tracking, I mean, you know, you're trying to balance your tracking and your edge holding with your turning and, and uh, people are still doing it. Wakeboards, water skis, it doesn't matter. All the hybrid technologies are coming out and, uh, that was pretty much the hook groove. Yeah. And is that kind of the standard now, or is or has that gone away, or no? No, they're still using that kind of thing a lot, just different bottom designs on things. They're not calling it, you know, the Conley hook. When I was in high school, the Conley hook was kind of a different move that happened at movie theaters with girls, hopefully. <laughs> um, I like how we added hopefully in but, there. <laughs> yeah. Like not every places. time, but hopefully it was. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. Darkness, very much. Lots of darkness. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so then uh, so then I want to segue kind of into, so Pat owned Connolly Skis, uh-huh. and Matt came in. What year, how old were you, Matt, when you came working for your dad? Well, like I said, I was five or six, and that's how we made our money. So. Sure, doing that. But then when the, oh. when, when you actually worked for Connolly Skis and you were doing the marketing stuff, like the days that Shannon and I came in. So out of high school, um, I came to, uh, you know, I was in a, a snow ski program, kind of college. And college and me didn't do very well together. So I got sent down to Marine World. And when I came home from that, I was like two years out of high school. And I did a little commercial fishing. And uh, started a windsurfing company of my own and uh, met a girl. I married her. We had a couple of kids together. And, uh, you know, that's kind of when I had to get a job. Right. So I went back, I went back to the Conley uh, Ski Company because, uh, you know, it was my dad. Sure. He'll sure. hire me. And, and what were Otherwise, you hired? He's got to support me. <laughs> right. What were you hired to do first? Um, I was in research and development, so um, I learned how to make skis and and molds and tools and form blocks and presses. Um, That's what I did for a very long time, probably 10 years before I um, stuck my foot into the... uh, marketing side right right uh, i like the little pun you did there you stuck your foot competition in. Yeah. services <laughs> competition services right. is what we called it and that's so that's where it, now we got to bring drag shannon in because actually shannon got signed with Connolly before i did oh nice yeah so shannon can you he, bring in that he was better i was better looking um <laughs> i actually I'll tell you, the first time I met Matt Connolly was, it, I was through Dave Reinhardt. I was actually riding. I'd moved from Dave Australia the dog. Here. Yeah, Dave the dog. And 
Um, I was actually, Dave was coaching me and then giving me time behind because he had a Mastercraft, uh, the, the 190 up in West Palm Beach. And he actually, Dave facilitated um, an audition. And it was actually Zane Swank came down as well. And we didn't know it at the time, but I'm pretty sure, Matt, you'll, 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 probably have a lot to add to the story as well but um i think conley were looking for one pro wakeboarder to add to the team along with jeremy kovac because they already had dave then there was jeremy um and i think and at the time the pro tour each of the companies got two slots and slots? i think it was yeah they got slots you had two slots slots <laughs> i had all the and did you take them to the movie theaters? To do the- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we used to we used to buy our way into the show. Yeah, right. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. There was so only only one. Got, yeah, yeah. So so each company got two slots, two riders on Sunday at nine a.m. And it was the uh, what was it? The outdoor ski do, uh, Budweiser wakeboard pro tour. So wakeboarders would show up at you know we'd get one one chance, and that was um, Sunday. And I think it was 10 riders. But then what they started doing was hosting pre-qualifiers on a Friday. Um, and sometimes 120 kids would show up. Right. And we'd be all, we'd be vying with 100, you know, 100 kids would be vying for two slots to make it into the top 12 on Sundays at 9 a.m. Right. The wakeboard show, wakeboard pro tour. Yeah. So I think um, yeah. so it was basically between, it was between Zane and I. Zane came down and we both rode. So and I think Matt decided to, have both of us sponsor both of us, both of us go on tour. Um, and I was, Zane was a lot more consistent than I was. And I, he always got the slot. So I had to battle my way through the uh, Friday, Friday. You and Zane out there uh, battling for the sluts. Yeah, well, Zane, no, yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah. he was, the, he was the well, pretty to, boy. He always brought in the sluts. The, um, I had to battle through the Friday qualifier, which was a pain in the ass. Cause if you didn't qualify was... on Friday, you had to, you had to sit there till bloody Monday to fly out. Cause right. I sure as shit couldn't afford to change my airplane flight. So right. No, what, what, so, so what would you do between Friday and, and Monday? Uh, that was good. That That's was another story. I want to hear that you, story. Yeah, why don't, you, why don't you go back and t- do you remember? Do you remember what I'm talking about, Matt? I do. I do. Um, now okay. the, the competition side of it really grew kind of slow. Wakeboarders were definitely a, a shirt sleeve thing for the, uh, the water ski tour, and uh, the water skis didn't like you guys at all. No. Um, no. so, well, so yeah, no, in the, in the early days, you, you got the last, um, the last spot that I had, it was basically, you know, you get a board and I think it was a great package of incentives. Um, and you know, the marketing kind of came with it. You got your name up there a little bit and that was, that yeah. was really the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I just always liked your hair a lot too. I got to tell you that. Thank you. Oh, he had silky smooth hair. hair. Silky smooth hair. You know, so I, I remember that, part of that, though, was the pro tour back then. You had slalom skiing going, and then they'd have to move everything to bring the jump in. So there was a downtime. 
and we might have, you know, 20,000 people in the crowd. And if there was an hour break, you lose a percentage of the audience. So there used to be filler acts that we would do. And because I was a show skier and I was already at the tour, sometimes we'd do barefoot acts or we'd do freestyle jump acts, you know, in between just to try to hold the crowd. Sure. And that's where wakeboarding really kind of stepped in at this time that they're talking about because it was a perfect filler act that would hold the crowd. Yeah. Well, it started bringing more people in. And that's why Matt was saying that the water skiers were pissed off at us. Because we were starting to get more of a, a yeah. following and a crowd than the skiers were. People were getting a little more than just, you know, riding by and, and waving right. and the pyramid and things like right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was one of the older guys, so I, I was one of the ones that defected from uh, tournament skiing to wakeboarding. And, oh, yeah, there was some hate. There was oh, some hate wow. there. Wow. Because I, I came in, so that's my next question, Matt, is I, I came in in 91, uh, and I, th- I, wow. I think you signed me. In ninety one, ninety one or ninety two, it was right there. You remember Shannon? Why? Why do you think we signed you? <laughs> <laughs> that stings, Matt. It stings. I, I, Matt, was it? Was Dave was just a Klingon? He was a Zane Swain Klingon, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he that's right. He's basically. It was a, it was a package deal. We just, we it was. It was a package deal, and he had that nice spot on Lake Roy where I like to stay. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically calling you a, a dingleberry. Wow, yeah. <laughs> the roast yeah. continues. And you, and you know, and you know, I didn't know what the heck was going on or what tricks were, so Dave would explain this stuff to me, oh. and uh, it was so good that I I, be, I became a judge um, for the tour. But that's another story. Basically, that was the company sponsoring the events and then a company representative judging in the boat. Boy, that was yeah, kind of a weird way to begin the whole thing. It but, was a weird way to begin it. It was a little bit one-sided. Well, I, Lick, Liquid Force never capitalized on any of that throughout their uh, careers, right? <laughs> right. Well, well right. Dave, Dave, how did you feel about me being in the boat judging you at an event? Yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, because I knew that you were going to... You were going to hold back a little bit because you didn't want to show favoritism. and I was so hard on you. You were brutal on me. You were brutal on me. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you, you know what? Sorry, Dave. It was, Hey, you gave me a signature board. You know what? It can't be better than that. That was later. It was and later. once again, I know you haven't told the rooster story yet, but um, it, yeah. It, it, it's coming it, eventually it's, it's gonna have to come but it's gonna be on a bonus episode for sure yeah people are gonna have to subscribe in order to get that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i tell you though now let's fast forward to now we're riding for the same team it's me uh shannon um zane i don't think jeremy was oh yeah jeremy had just uh come over with us too what happened was the Connolly factory um matt you can explain this probably better Connolly shut down or your dad left, there was a walkout. Can you talk about that for a minute? The walkout. Uh, I think that happened like after Isla Mirada and some of those uh, um, cornerstone events. Um, so that was in 1996. And, um, you know, there was, there was some politics going on at the company and it was becoming more of a business and uh, creativity avenues were, we're kind of going away and my dad was kind of being put to pasture. Yep. And, um, you know, I was kind of really looking at the whole wakeboard side of things with Wayne Hansel and, and, uh, Dennis Hoyt. And, uh, 
we just decided four of us that uh, we didn't want to go down the route of big business and uh, we still wanted to make all of our own products, not go overseas. Um, those things cost us later, but you know, we did it for the right reasons and yeah. uh, we started uh, icon water sports in 96, but a lot of stuff happened um, before we did that. That's uh, that set that, that up. Needs, there's a timeline that we're missing here somewhere. Well, can you um, fill us in with that? A when little was Isla? When was Isla Mirada? Because that was like the first ninety. Uh, that was Isla Mirada was ninety four. No way. Ninety. Uh, no way. Ninety two. Ninety four. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. See, and that was still kind of the sport was starting to take off, and that was just a blast, you guys. That was yeah. just a blast. Um, yeah. And I think we started to see that results and how the judging and stuff were forming. You know, Bestie, you you really started to have a role there, uh, a big one, and and uh, thanks, mate. Yep. It, you know, the, your your vision of what you saw and what was important was completely different than say somebody like Jeremy or Dave. Yep. Um, yeah. And 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 it was kind of that blend that uh, started the icon formulation in my head. You know, um, and Conley was kind of stuck on a track with. I mean, water skis had been the only thing, man. Right. Um, Look where we are well, today. So. Well, what happened was in 94, coming into the 95 season, was um, basically I became the head, the head tester for the boards, and your father was um, sort of put in charge of R&D for the new designs of the boards coming through. Um, but I don't think your dad had all the um, – I think – somebody else was designing the boards at Conley and your dad sort of got lumped with having to come in and like make them actually work. There you go. So I, I remember a box of prototypes showing up. I'm not going to mention any names, but I think it was, what was his name? Don, whatever. He's not a, not Don a Gillis. That, that, I think he was New Zealander because he sure as shit wasn't bright enough to be Australian. But um, <laughs> he, um, he sent a box of these things that were like bananas, but they were they were sort of direct ripoffs of an old Neptune twin tip, where it was a very flat board, and then the very last three or four inches they just basically put a eighty degree you know tail on it, right, which right, was right. just horrible. Right. So I think right. your dad flew. I think your dad was flying in. We, uh, your dad, myself, Uncle Tom, we all had dinner in West Palm Beach. Um, and then the next, very next day, I think my, your, uh, your dad and I started with a hacksaw and started cutting stuff up. And yeah. Then, and that was um, kind of, I think at the time on, on, on Don's behalf, he was trying to, we were trying to go to a different kind of tooling and he was having a hard time putting the rockers. I mean, rockers were, uh, it changed right. a lot yeah. of stuff. So those early yeah. prototypes were, uh. Um, they did look a little bit like a uh, trick ski with a flipped end. Right, right. Yes. And that yes. was, we and were still calling them ski the boards. Basically. This was before yeah. it was even named wakeboarding. It was called ski boarding at the time. Oh, well, ski boarding, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the original magazine was called Ski Boarder. Ski board, wow. Not wakeboarder, but ski boarding. Ski boarding magazine. That that yeah. that sounds like uh, I mean that's that's interesting to know. I I always thought it would just it came out. Hey, it's wakeboarding, but to know it was called ski boarding at the time. Yeah, that just yeah, sounds weird. And that so that was a difference, right? Because you had these different influx of people coming in. You had some show skiers, like I came from show skiing, and then you had some three event ski play, uh, players as well. But then you had the surfer 
kind of side of it. And that's where Shannon was more of a, like a surfer background, skate background, and it brought a whole different, and that's what Matt was kind of talking well, about. I was, yeah, I was actually the first, I was actually a first generation. See, the the top 10 guys that I rode with. Yeah, keep going, Shannon. Yeah, the, the top the top 10 riders that I was riding with at the time, Biley, Darren, you know, Jeremy, all those guys were all three event. They were all, they all came from, a trick ski, a water ski uh, background. I was actually the only rider on tour that purely came from the first board I ever, the first water ski I ever stepped on was a wakeboard. Wow. So that I actually learned on a wakeboard and rode a wakeboard. I was never a skier. I did everything completely reverse. But even Biley, Biley was a, Biley was a skier. Right. Um, you know, the, the god. Yeah, and I think one of the top was guys actually, was, was, was Russell Gay. Yeah, and he oh absolutely yeah I can, yeah he's he shouldn't be forgotten either yeah that's right so um, which are all you know heavily trick skied you know influenced from the background because you also had Chet Rayleigh and Mike Ferraro and even Tangy was in there the three top uh, right. trick skiing coaches in the world down at West Palm Beach that were just pumping out and I think that's where Rich Goforth pops in as well too because wow. he was down there coaching with those guys at the time he split. And then that's when that little sort of fracture went off with, um, you know, he took his knowledge up and started doing that little camp with Biley, Gator, McGuckin, Nacrass. That's when that whole wow. crew comes through. That's so awesome. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Listen. So that was sort of that whole crew. And, and that's kind of when yeah. the whole marketing thing went split, you know, skiers, yeah. smoke pole and, you know, all that. Yeah. And that was a big, big deal. And, and we had it pretty well covered at Conley with, with Zane and 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 Reinhardt, really guys that could do everything, Dave Briscoe, right? And then right. you started seeing, hey, it's maybe the sport's not going to be um, so closely tied to water skiing. Wow. Um, hey guys, man, yeah. Listen, we could go on and on and on. I, I, we're going to wrap this episode on, on here. And I, is there a chance we can get you guys back to to finish this story? Because I'd really like to get into the '96 X Games Absolutely. and go on from there. And is that something? Yeah, that'd be great if we can get you guys back. So with that being said, hey, first of all, thank you. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Anything you want to plug while while I got you on the line? No, everything's plugged up. It's good. (laughs) Everything's plugged up. And and Matt, so happy to have you on. Anything you want to close with, Matt? Uh, Don't eat farm fish. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. It's got a bad smell. Well, guys, this episode, again, was brought to you by Doc Solutions, docsfl.com. You can find them. You can also find them on Facebook at Doc Solutions, helping you with all your Doc stuff and boat lifts and all that. So thanks so much for tuning in. You guys have been great. We see you all over Facebook. We get tons of subscriptions. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to try to release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, that's a great. And uh, also, remember, if you are listening on iTunes, make sure that you go and rate it. Give us five stars. Write write a little comment. Rate it, rate it, rate it, because that's going to let other people know that it's out there. So please rate it. Where else can they get us now, Mike? They can get Uh, us. They should be able to find us on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. We're working on all the other outlets. We'll get them there. Awesome. Again, thanks again, everybody. And we will see you next time on The Outside Edge.